plain version of the outro this time. Yeah. What's what's the non-plain? You know, there's some sort of semi-related segue. Oh. You know, into sending us an email. Some. Oh yeah yeah yeah. The off the cuff. Yes. You know, improv. The very very clever. <laughs> yeah, the brief version. Mm-hmm. How's it going? It's going all right. Excellent. <laughs> Alrighty. If I say it really fast, that increases the time between me saying it and you saying it. Mm. So I'm like <laughs> teasing you farther away from your goal of becoming an instant re- responder. Mm. I still want to believe he did it on his own, not actually sped up recording. Yeah, I That's think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably that way. <laughs> it made him laugh. It made Rick, Rick well, laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what do we got? Do we even have topics for this show? I have one topic, and uh, you have one music share. Yes, I do. So, yeah, let's make it actually short, as opposed to the last one where he said it was going to be short, and it ended up not being so short. Well, our initial shows were like an hour long. Yeah. When we had topics and stuff, mm-hmm. and like one real. You, themes of the show. Well, you had one fewer infant. That's true. And one fewer child in general. Here on It's Just Called Two Brothers and Two More Children. Mm. No, wait. <laughs> and various household members. Yes. <laughs> whom you can sometimes hear in the background. Do we still have our explicit rating? We can say members. Mm-hmm, still, it's still there. Uh, pod, <laughs> pod being renewed. I'm not sure I like that, but... Uh, we may have to live with it for another year. Don't know. Dirty bastards. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, what was that? It's replacing our show with static. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Well, that leads me into the topic of cord cutting. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned this. I, I did. Yeah. In the continuing saga of trying to cut the cord away from satellite, the problem with that is... Um, the continuing story... Of a TV watcher who has gone to the dogs. I am not the main TV watcher. Mm. A household member of the, shall we say, elderly type watches TV a lot, depending on the day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes plays on the computer, but but uh, quite a lot of TV watching. Mm. And, you know, it's like um, sort of typical don't-want-to-change things mm. uh, attitude when you get old. I'm old and <laughs> coming back. Mm-hmm. And so with things being different on the new, you know, you got to learn a new remote, new menus mm-hmm. on screen, and the on-screen stuff looks different. You know, it's kind of like we have Sling now. And right now we're running two systems. We have, uh, still have Dish Network in training mode, <laughs> like today when I'm home. We'll do some practice on Sling mm-hmm. using the with me there to supervise and, and, you know, give advice on how to navigate the uh, the stuff. And then one set of channels, the, the network is not on Sling exactly, so you have to hit a different button to go outside of Sling and get the CBS app, right? Uh, not get it, but but navigate to it eh. to see any uh, local station. Complicated. And yeah. And then to top it all off, it turns out, I didn't know this, not all the stations can pause. Mm-hmm. You know, like on uh, cable or satellite, you can pause live TV 
at any point. And uh, not all of these do. Hmm. So it's like workarounds, like CNN doesn't allow pausing of the live broadcast. So if you record it and then watch it on your recordings, you know, immediately you can pause the recording, which is really dumb. <laughs> it's a it's a workaround, but it's dumb. Okay. Agreed. Uh, yeah. So, you know, to the point like, eh, maybe we should just pay the extra money mm-hmm. and and keep the system we like. <laughs> or rather, keep the stuff that we like about the, the system. You know, suck it up with all with the extra money. I'm like, well, that's a lot of extra money. It is a lot. <laughs> so I've looked into it myself for things that yeah. channels that I want. Yeah. So trials and tribulations of you know, trying to cut that cord. Uh-huh. It's a tough cord to cut. It's a very large cord, and it it ain't cheap to try to make your own. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was an involuntary reaction there. <laughs> I, I dig the horns, I really do. And I, Peter what are you, one of those uh, Terry Kath fans versus <laughs> Peter Cicero? I Wait, but the, I mean, they did different things. I, I, I enjoy both of their singing. And, and Peter Cicero sang from the moment he came out. I, I think that was one of the reasons they, they brought him on, right? Was that he could sing? It, oh, certainly. Um, it's just that they... They went more, it's kind of like um, that era in Rush where Alex was getting a little miffed that <laughs> they were doing more synth stuff and mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of guitar stuff to do. Right. Yeah. And so they were getting hits with their, with their um, what would you call it, monster ballads. Right. You know, and so they, uh, there was a, some, some turmoil in Chicago. Yeah, it's the, it's the Sticks story again. Mm-hmm. Same deal. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. like, man, we should be racking out. <laughs> Babe, I'm leaving. Sorry, that was that was very insincere. Mm. Babe, I'm leaving. Yeah, I was listening to a vocal teacher in on some show, Triple J, maybe in Australia of all places, and she was an American talking about how she coached singers, rock singers, and mm. technique. Because yeah. so many of them have such terrible, or no technique, they have no training. Right. And so they just, their practices in getting volume and harshness, distortion in their mm-hmm. voices was just from them screaming. Right. Uh, pushing their vocal folds in the, in the technical parlance <laughs> uh, past safe limits. So mm-hmm. she, she trained rock singers in how to, how to get a, powerful tone and how to safely be loud without damaging your singing ability permanently, mm-hmm. which is a reason that singers deteriorate so badly in later yeah. years. They've already yeah. shredded themselves. And a reason why people who can still sing in the same character, the same quality and range, like Mickey Thomas or uh, somebody I was watching the other day. Oh, uh, uh, we we didn't get it into the show, but we were talking about Cool and the Gang. Yeah, and it might have been a, in a different place, but uh, their singer, uh, James Taylor, 
James J T Taylor, who yeah. I, in my mind, when you said James Taylor, I immediately confused it with the James Taylor, and yeah. he he's still he sings in the slightly lower register, like a step or half a step down, uh-huh. but he still has uh, vocal agility. He still sounds great. He's got a great timbre. Um, it's it's very very close to how he sang in his prime. Uh-huh. So I know it's possible. So coming back around, she so this vocal coach was describing, uh, I think the interviewer probably, as you usually would, ask, so who are some of the singers that you really like, that you admire, that you think are doing well in their technique? Uh-huh. And she said, well, I think Dennis DeYoung in Styx has a really good quality to his singing. Uh, then mm-hmm. uh, then I, that impressed me, and I went back and tried to listen for what what it was that he was doing and maintaining. Was she saying, she says Dennis Young still has the good quality. Is that what she, she was saying? Uh, she admired, sort of. Or was she saying? She was saying his general technique throughout. Oh, she thought was throughout good, it was right. was good mm-hmm. all, already. Right. It wasn't a it wasn't a technique that would lead to damage. Which, as a vocal yeah, okay. coach, you would you would be able to hear. You would go, ooh. Oh, that's that's not <laughs> going to last, or that's not going to be good. That's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think some people try to imitate singers that they admire that have uh, yeah. an edge or a rasp, a natural sure. rasp quality. I forget what the what the technical term is, but uh, I have a bit of that. That it's it's almost air, but it's uh, <laughs> the the huskiness. Mm-hmm. So if you they call it whiskey soaked vocals. Mark Lanigan has it from Screaming Trees and Queens of the Stone Age. It's very distinct and and unique. Is that, and you can't fake that. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't shoot for that thing. Right. But people have their influences. They have their yes um, stuff that they like. It's like, ooh, I want to sing like that, Definitely. or I want to do a song like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always, mm-hmm. I admire both sides alternately. It's like that that peripatetic thing where you can't settle on one course. You're just like, wow, I really like those those dark, raspy vocals, the bluesy thing, Tom Waits-ish even. But then I also admire that clear bell-like tone quality, it's like somebody, say, Linda Ronstadt or Kelly Clarkson has. And Kelly Clarkson has some, some edge. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, Linda Ronstadt.
queen of clarity. Yeah, certainly. Real smooth. And a big range, too. Yes. Tremendous. So let's go to your music share, speaking of good vocals right. <laughs> and tunes you like. <laughs> yes. We mentioned way back in show 135, I remember it as though it were yesterday. At any rate, so we're driving along, as teens do in the evening, and I suppose it was dark, mm-hmm. and some guy, um, what do you think, he was 30? I don't think so? he was that old, mid-20s. Mid-20s? Okay. Started yelling and honking and gesturing mm-hmm. <laughs> angrily at us. Yeah. And uh, did he pull in front of you? What? Yeah, several times. How did that work? Well, he yeah. he kept demanding that off. we pull over. Yeah. Pull over. Pull over. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, what? <laughs> what is this guy? Right. What is this guy on? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it was only when you asked me, I was thinking, I don't know, five, six shows ago. <laughs> yeah. So that incident made it impossible for me to listen to the Pat Travers band because that was the tape that I had in the stereo in the car playing oh. as we as we drove that night. Is that right? Yes. Man, how did you remember that? It was such a, a meaningful moment mm-hmm. in, in history that the music you were listening to stuck in your mind. Oh, yeah. It traumatized, it traumatized me. to that event. Yes, exactly. Wow. So it was a very long time before I could listen to the Pat Travers band who I really liked at the time mm-hmm. without triggering those memories and wow. feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. So, Sorry about that. Thank you. That's all right. <laughs> I'm fine now. That's good. So Pat Travers was, is a guitarist, a Canadian musician and singer famous for among other things, the song snorting whiskey and drinking cocaine mm-hmm. and boom, boom, out go the lights. Ah, uh, yes. Both, both live versions that were really popular mm-hmm. on radio at the, t- at the in the late seventies, yeah, I think early eighties, so. yeah. one of those around that era, mm-hmm. and is a a very good guitar player, well admired in the the community of shredders, <laughs> even though he he he's a blues he's a blues player, but uh, but yeah, extremely good and a good songwriter and a vocalist as well, mm-hmm. all around standout. Yeah, as a musician, and I found this album "Heat in the Street." I can't even remember how it. It was probably a Columbia Record of the Month Club thing, mm. where I just got yeah. grabbed twelve albums for a penny. Twelve, twelve for a penny, sure. And uh, the the cover was especially intriguing because all four of the band members are on it, depicted uh, having a a beach party. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, next to the curb, between parked cars. Right. So, heat in the street. Ha ha. Uh, one of those visual <laughs> pun things from from the hypnosis era of elaborately <laughs> photographed and retouched Pink Floyd covers and things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So very uh, literal. <laughs> yes. But as a as a burgeoning gay, as a burgeoning young gay, it was also appealing to me that uh, every member of the band is hot and they're all in short shorts. <laughs> and uh, tanning uh, in the street there as uh-huh. the cops come up to roust them. Uh, so, yes, I spent a lot of time perusing the cover uh, while I listened to the record. But it, it, it's the first five or so songs are about all I would usually get through, or I would just play a few of the 
few of my favorites. I, mm-hmm. I rarely listen to the whole album, which is a is a thing with probably most albums. I would say very rare you or that I get an album that I I will listen to front to back every time. Yeah. Usually I'll do that for a while if I really like it, and then I'll go back and pick the one or two things, and then I'm done, and I want to I want to hear something else. Mm-hmm. But particularly the song Hammerhead, which is an instrumental, fast, roaring guitar thing, stands out as as memorable. I, it's one of those that jumps back in my memory, and I I want to hear it right then. It's like oh, I gotta hear, gotta hear this yeah. Patch Harper song. Mm-hmm. Another feeling. Super tight, very well played and arranged and produced. It, the production on it is pretty sweet. This is this that's that excellent AOR big studio production with the with the slick engineering that they uh, that they had at the peak. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Uh, that is not the song that was playing at the time. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> the song that was playing at the time that we were chased down the road was Killer's Instinct. So that song in particular <laughs> took me years, years. Before I felt like I could listen to it again <laughs> comfortably. <laughs> yeah. good band actually i don't know how good he is he's a good musician good musician good band good song And uh, as a particularly the 
This song means a lot to the fans, to Pat Travers hardcore fans, uh, who call themselves Hammerheads. Oh, okay, perfect, yeah. At least some faction of fanatics. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's all I got. Gotta, gotta get off the show and finish filling out my ballot. Oh, Richard? I noticed the, um, the back of the album cover, the uh, female police officers are in various states of disrobing ah, yes. to enjoy the sun as well. Exactly. Uh, and uh, in a bout of maybe fat shaming, the, the heavyset officer is arresting Pat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. Ha ha. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send it to bros at itsjustcalledtwobrothers.com. And as always, if you use Twitter, you can tweet at us at IJC2B. Mm-hmm.